Hello, everyone. This is Jay Dobbins, your host of the Marvel DC Universe Fan Club. We are now at episode 142, and I'll be doing my review on Bumblebee. So, spoiler alert, if you have not seen the Bumblebee movie, I strongly suggest you do not listen to this episode. You've been warned. So, uh... I saw Bumblebee, so that was pretty good. Uh, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, whew, trying to think, how, where do I start? Oh, yeah, um, so, it takes place before the events of Transformers, the very first movie. So, on, Cybertr- on Cybertron, the Autobots, led by Optimus Prime, are on the verge of losing their civil war with their enemies, the Decepticons, and begin making preparations to leave the planet. The Decepticons ambush them during the evacuation, and Optimus sends a young scout, B, uh, B-127, dash to Earth in order to set up a base of operations where the Autobots can regroup. B-127 um, reaches Earth alone in 1987, uh, crash landing in California and disrupting and disrupting a training exercise being conducted by Sector 7, a secret government uh, agency that monitors extraterrestrial activity on Earth. Sector 7, Cologne, uh, Sector 7 Colonel Jack Burns presumes, um, well, played by John Cena, of course, presumes B-127 to be a hostile invader and attacks during B-127, sorry, driving B-127 into the forest where he is then ambushed by the Decepticon Blitzwing. Um, when, Blitz, when B-127 refuses to reveal Optimus' whereabouts, Blitzwing uh, spitefully tears out his voice box and damages his memory core. Despite this, B-127 manages to kill Blitzwing before collapsing from his wounds. Before entering stasis, uh, B-127 scans and transforms into a uh, nearby 1967 Volkswagen Beetle. Uh, Charlie Watson, a teenage outcast, Traumatized by the death of her father and resentful of her mother Sally for remarrying, finds B-127 in his beetle form. In a scrapyard belonging to her uncle Hank, who gives it to her as a birthday present. Upon starting um, B-127, Charlie unknowingly accidentally activates a homing signal that is uh, detected in space around the surface of one of Saturn's moons by Decepticon's shatter and dropstick, just as uh, they're in the middle of interrogating the captive Autobot uh, Cliffjumper. Um, after brutally killing him for defiance, the pair, uh, the pair head to Earth where they masquerade as peacekeepers to persuade Sector 7 to help them 
find and capture B-127, whom they deceive into thinking is a dangerous criminal. Meanwhile, Charlie receives, sorry, uh, Charlie revives and befriends and, sorry, the uh, amnesiac B-127, whom she nicknames Bumblebee and teaches him how to communicate uh, through his radio. Um, together, they unlock a message from Optimus Prime urging Bumblebee to defend Earth in their absence, which, restore, uh, which restores some of his memory. Memories, of course. Bumblebee is discovered by Charlie's neighbor, uh, Memo, Memo um, who agrees to protect their secret due to his feelings for Charlie. Left alone, Bumblebee accidentally destroys Char uh, Charlie's living room and causes an energy spike that attracts um, Sector 7's attention. When Sally blames Charlie for the destruction, Charlie angrily leaves with Bumblebee and Memo, only for a group, only for the group to be intercepted by Sector 7. Shatter and Dropstick, of course. Uh, Bumblebee is captured, and Charlie and Mimo are returned home. Charlie finally expresses her pain over her father's death and makes amends with her brother, who helps Charlie uh, follow Burns to the Sector 7 outpost where Bumblebee is being held. Shatter and Dropstick torture Bumblebee into revealing the Autobots' whereabouts and leave him for dead after revealing their plan to bring the Decepticons to Earth. Charlie revives and restores the rest of Bumblebee's memories with one of Sector 7's high-voltage guns. The pair set out to prevent um, Shatter and Dropstick from contacting the Decepticons with the beacon. Uh, Burns and his men also attempt to stop Shatter and Dropstick, but Shatter destroys their helicopter and kills the pilot, although Bumblebee saves Burns. Bumblebee kills Dropstick, and Charlie deactivates the beacon, or the, sorry, the Decepticon beacon, causing an enraged Shatter to pursue her. Bumblebee causes a... Uh, Flash flood by puncturing the dam. Sorry, puncturing a dam wall, crushing uh, Shatter under the rubble before being rescued by Charlie. Realizing that he had been wrong about Bumblebee, Burns buys them time to escape before the army arrives. Charlie, realizing that Bumblebee has a greater purpose on Earth, cheerfully parts ways with him. After saying goodbye, Bumblebee scans a 1977 Chevrolet Camaro and drives away. Charlie returns uh, to her family while Bumblebee meets up with Optimus Prime, who is disguised as a red 1977 uh, Freightliner semi-truck as, as more Autobots arrive on Earth. So, 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, the movie gets eight point uh, eight point nine out of ten. I mean, I feel like they could have done more, but um, honestly, the um, I didn't think that a Bumblebee movie was necessary at first, but you know, I decided. I, I decided. I was like, you know, I want to see how it was. You know, I mean, I just want to see how it is. You know. But Bumblebee is one of the most popular Transformers, pretty much. Uh, he's gotten more, honestly, in my opinion, I feel like he's gotten more attention or more popularity than Optimus Prime. But, you know, since Bumblebee was so popular, they decided, oh, let's just do a Bumblebee solo film. I don't think they should do any more after this, but, you know, any more Bumblebee movies or, you know. But, um,. Yeah, but it was cool to see that it was cool to see that you know Bumblebee made another friend, you know, another friend besides Sam, you know. So it was nice. Obviously, Charlie was the first human contact on Earth, you know, or the first friend he ever made. Rather, I wouldn't say like the first human contact, but um, but yeah, the cinema, the background. I love I love the special effects. I love how they designed Bumblebee. I love the um, fight sequences. I love the, the screenplay was good. I mean, well, decent, but still good in a way. Um, Storyline was good. Well, and actually, the same with the screenplay, but yeah. So storyline slash screenplay was good. Special effects was good. Set fighting sequence was good. Um, I love how they were able to put Optimus Prime in there. Not many people are wondering what actually happened at the very beginning. You know, I wasn't really wondering that either, but it's good to know, okay, this is what took place before the events of the first Transformers film. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was a decent movie. I, definitely would def- I would definitely buy it on iTunes for sure. Along with um, the other Transformers films, uh, I guess that's pretty much it. Um, I like how they kind of put in, you know, kind of made it a little '80s, kind of made it look, you know, like an '80s style Transformers, you know. So, so it took place in the '80s anyway. It meets television show. They pretty much kind of stayed true to the television show, given the style of how they were done and how they, you know, how they looked. So I like that. But um, yeah, I liked it. I don't care if anybody else did. Uh, I think the movie did well as far as production budget goes. Well, as far as the box office goes, I can't remember how much it made, but I think they got that production money. You know that production budget money back, but you never know. It could be wrong. You know, I heard a lot of people have watched it. So, but yeah, um, that's pretty much it. Feel free to visit us and like us on Facebook. We're all available on iTunes and the Google Play Music app.